Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends. Once again, it is the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always is the maestro of mail-order mysteries, Eddie Guevara. Today, our returning guests are Chuck Caputo and Dr. Roberto. Everybody, how's it going tonight? Okay, pretty good. Buongiorno, buongiorno. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So before we get into our discussion tonight, we're going to go through our uh, real quick. I mean, I got the email today of some great news, so I I couldn't wait to come on here to, uh, to share it. Perfect timing. Stupid Comics Magazine number five is ready for order and All the right. cover is fantastic it's like a uh, a frankenstein cover with uh it's just franken the frankenstein monster with a dunce cap on it says it's alive and it's stupid <laughs> so madcap monster parade eight pages of creature feature laughs along with a whole bunch of other stuff so it looks absolutely fantastic so head over to stupidcomicsmagazine.com and uh check out number five and if you haven't grabbed any other issues uh, they have all uh, six now available because they started off with uh, number zero. So, and they, they are fantastic comics magazine. It's all in black and white comedy, a little mixture of cracked, mad, and, and far side all rolled into one. So, definitely check them out. I'll be ordering my issue number five and uh, can't wait to read through it. All right. Our next one, we have our buddy Dave Haversat's 1878 pressed up for all your magic and hypnotist books uh need so check them out he has a huge selection there to uh to browse through also our buddy todd machin over at c-monkeys.com has all your underwater sea monkey needs from aquariums he got puzzles t-shirts uh postcards regular cards anything that you can need they they have it there check them out definitely also our buddy chuck caputo is on YouTube under his wife, Sherry Caputo. That's C-H-E-R-I Caputo. He has some great uh, magic videos there. You can also find him along with my videos and Eddie's videos on House of the Unusual on YouTube. So check out our channel, subscribe to him, like our videos. We're pumping out new videos uh, every week. Several are coming out. Crypto Classics, we have Chuck's Corner, and a whole bunch more surprises for you. Also, MyMovieMonsters.com, Scary Monsters number 123, the harrowing haunted Halloween issue, is now shipping. It should be out at stores. I know my local Barnes & Nobles just got them in, and it's an absolutely fantastic magazine once again. The cover is great. It's a glow-in-the-dark cover, as we've discussed before. Uh, Scott Jackson did an amazing job once again on it. Also on the MyMovieMonsters.com, if you need some back issues of Scary Monsters or you're looking for any other... Uh, horror, sci-fi, fantasy-themed magazine. Check their uh, products out. They have a whole ton of them, along with some uh, toys, some model kits, and all that good stuff. And uh, last but not least, if you're looking for some uh, movies to watch and you, you're not sure what to go to, uh, the Monster Channel is always streaming 24-7. Uh, various movies from uh, underground horror hosts, both old and new so definitely check them out, and uh, that's it for our, our friends and uh, friends of the uh, podcast and House of the Unusual this week, man. We got a whole bunch, and we're continuing to grow. So if you have something that's really cool and you would like us to showcase it on the podcast, get a hold of us at houseoftheunusual.com. And while you're there, join our free forum. We got some great conversations there. People are always showing off their uh, cool collectibles, asking questions, and just having a, a good time. So that's all we got on that. And so we're going to turn it over to Chuck. Chuck, what's new, brother? Man, hey, keeping real busy with magic shows. It's been nonstop all the way through. I'm working until October 30th, I think, all the way through. And you know what? I've been doing a lot of outdoor festivals. It's been really cold here in Pittsburgh until about maybe two in the afternoon. Then it it gets crazy. It goes up to about 70 degrees, but it's been really chilly out here in the mornings. And uh, But yeah, I've been, I've been keeping very busy. I've been doing a lot of spooky magic in my shows. It's It's been it's been a blast. Awesome. This is the time of year for it, too, man. What, yeah. Where's your uh, next show coming to? Uh, I got actually, you know what? I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, seniors type of shows, too, like luncheons during 
during the week. So like I've been doing one a day pretty much. And then oh, wow. Saturday, yeah, and then I have a festival Saturday outside somewhere. I can't remember exactly where right now. And then one Sunday as well. So it's been it's been crazy, man. Well, hopefully you have some some good weather and it doesn't get too cold. I, I'm over here in northeast Ohio, so right by you over in Pittsburgh. And yeah, that it's pretty nice during the day, but once that sun goes down, man, that temperature really drops. I think the other night it got down to 39. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm hoping we have some nice weather too. This weekend is uh is Monster Bash. I've been waiting, man, for a while because they canceled last year's Monster Bash in June and October, and then this year they had the uh, the little Monster Bash in June at the uh, Vandergrift Drive Drive-in, which I know you're familiar with, Chuck. Yeah, I would like to. I'd like to pop in there next time. Was that in June? I think right. Yeah, they usually had. They just had something small there um a couple weeks ago too that with some uh, I believe it was some seventies horror movies. So they they do a lot with the Vandergrift, and uh, it's kind of far for me to to get to all the time. But I'd like to start going out there more. Man, they had a their staff out there was absolutely fantastic, and th- they couldn't have been more wonderful. And it was just a it was a great time, man. All of us monster kids getting together under the yeah. stars and watching yeah, movies. I would I definitely like to check it, it out because you know what, drive-ins are becoming a thing. When I, when I was growing up as a kid here, we had like I had three of them right in my neighborhood. It was like right down the road from each other. They're all gone. I mean, yeah. So, so if anybody's hearing this, you know, before this uh, weekend, they are having the uh, the Monster Bash conference at the Double Tree Hotel in Mars, PA. It's October twenty second to the twenty fourth. Uh, tickets are twenty dollars at the door, or fifty dollars for all three days. And there is a ton of movies, a ton of guests, and the dealer room is absolutely huge. I mean, they always have they always have some great great stuff there. I mean, you. There's stuff there for everybody that you can find from movies, toys, collectibles, uh, statues. They even have a few people that come in and do uh, their own artwork and everything. So, you know, it's all it, it's really even if you could pop in for a day, man, it's definitely worth checking out. And even some of the uh, the classic uh, actors and actresses that will be there signing autographs. Definitely. Well, guys, ready for this? We're waiting for the big, exciting news that's coming up ahead. Well, here's the first thing I want to tell you guys. First of all, Chiller is coming this week uh, to my area, which I'll be attending as well. But the better news is, you know, after looking at, at the uh, the amount of people that are listening to us and seeing what age group they are, we have a majority of listeners between the ages of 65. So it's good because, we, you know, we, we're getting a couple of younger, uh, there's like I think uh, 20% are between the ages of 25 and, and 42, which is uh, up a, a few percentage from a couple of months ago. So this is fantastic. But anyway, today I spent with Mr. D- Dr. Robert Boragin right there, who's uh, standing on there uh, here to come up uh, a couple of seconds from now. Right, Doc? <laughs> but hey, anyway, here we go. Yeah, we, we had spent, a great day today. We spent all day today recording videos on health, on cooking, and a few things that I think House of the Unusual might get once a week, a little video for those people that are following us that can get some healthy tidbits mm-hmm. on how to cook and stuff like that. Because what better than watching Crypto Classics and being able to make your own healthy pizza or healthy whatever popcorn without having to be in the movie theater gouging down soda and popcorn hurting yourself right well, that that, that that's awesome news uh hey, hey doc can you kind of give us a little insight on the the videos you guys recorded today and maybe some some tips for our listeners out there i know i'd definitely be interested in you know i'm always interested in uh cooking and eating healthier and all that so let's hear it from the expert yeah of course well what's the hardest thing to do in this, for people what's the hardest thing to do wake up in the morning uh, <laughs> sometimes i don't want to get out of bed a, my wife keeps nudging me you gotta get up it's getting late yeah getting out of the out of the bed and out of the covers oh my god especially stopping, in the winter time how about like stopping sugar cutting out sugar that's a hard thing for me well, no, here's the hardest thing to do and this is what mankind's problem is. it's hard to change behavior so I'm wondering, why is it so hard to change behavior? Because I think once you figure out how to do something, you just keep doing it. You know, like a deer learns how to, uh, you know, eat grass. But somebody comes and knows how to run away. So it's something like it's, it gets permanently impregnated in your brain. 
So to undo that is a lot of work. So it's like whatever is helping you function, you keep that in the permanent part of your brain, like a fear or something like that. Like you come near the edge of a cliff. Well, I'm not supposed to go any further. You put your hand on fire. You'll never do it again. So it just came to me. That's the hardest thing to do is to change behavior. And so to change eating habits, you know, it's very difficult because you get used to eating something. So Uh, what we did was, so you just came up with a very simplistic menu. You have to find out what to eat, which takes a lot of work. So if you could find 10 things to eat that won't make you sick, and then you get used to those, when you go off that diet, you're not going to tolerate food because your body adjusts to it. It's healthy things. Mm. So like today, like I don't eat pizza. We're making pizza and I'm eating everything in sight, which I usually don't do. Well, after about 20 minutes, I wasn't <laughs> feeling so good. <laughs> And so I told the other guy we're cooking, this guy, Andrew, I said, Andrew, I don't usually eat like this and I don't feel so good right now. My body started to reject it. So that's what our whole eating program is about, learning to re-eat. So really, well, if, you, if you learn to eat right, it's like putting the right kind of gas in your car. You put the wrong fuel in your car, it's not going to function properly. So you got to learn to eat right. So we'll give you 10 things to eat that are healthy for you, won't make you sick. You get used to it. Your body and your brain start to work better. And then you won't go back to having bad habits anymore. So you got it? Yeah, definitely. You will not be a Frankenstein that will not come to life. (laughs) Here's what I want to know. Did you guys develop a sandwich called the Eddie? Eddie. (laughs) Well, let let me let me tell you the even better part. Andrew, the the co-host of uh, Mr. Boyan, is president of a local and he has over eleven hundred or I think twelve hundred members. And they just gathered today a few, like another six, seven hundred members. So they have several sites throughout New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. The good thing is all those people are going to be listening to us. As we grow, those people will become our customers. I mean, our our friends. They'll be listening to House of the Unusual. So House of the Unusual will be the place to bring Frankenstein back to life. Right. They have... Dr. Igor, come and help us out once in a while. Right. You'll have Crypt of Classics, and you'll be able to eat healthy with Dr. Boyajin's recipes. Oh, you mean it's like save set, the man. universe? We can save yeah, the we're universe all a shared now. universe. Everybody well, will be exactly happy it. and healthy. And Star Trek, William Shagner, we will be able, at the age of 90, go up into space. Yeah, there you go. I don't think he really took great care of himself, but he made it to 90. That's interesting. He made it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he don't look too bad for being 90 either. Yeah, and that's not his real hair, you know. <laughs> he's got, listen, he's got two shows on TV right now. So it's not just that he went up to space. He's yeah. actually doing two shows, and one of them is kind of like in search of. It's uh, it's yeah. the unexplained or something like that, isn't it? Something like that. So, you know, like, yeah. let's give the guy, you know. Caduce. What was that other show? He was a cop show, wasn't he? On some cop show too. Yeah, that was, that was back in ago. that was in the eighties. Uh, it was, was that Ho- cop show? Hooker, T.J. Hooker, I think. Oh, oh, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. You go from being Star Trek captain <laughs> to a cop. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. But, but then when the Star Trek, the next gen, I'm not the next. The Star Trek movies came out. He was admiral, so he went to admiral status. You know, yeah. I, I got I got a question for the the doc here, and um, I'll kind of start it off with a a, a little kind of like a, a story here because you might be able to help you actually might be able to help out a lot of our listeners out there and i'm sure eddie's come across this and you you guys had that attended conventions always come across this and every time I, i've gone to a a monster convention or a comic convention you see a, a lot of people there and they're not usually the healthiest looking people and they're always eating candy bars hot dogs uh pop all day long and you know if you're there for two or three days right you're really eating a lot of junk food at the right so so for those people out there that you know kind of think that there's you know really no options out there and i I always tell people you know bring some it's fine to eat that stuff in moderation but you could also bring your own food to these places so what would be your recommendation for you know say like somebody going to a convention for three days that thinks, you know, Oh man, I got to eat hot dogs and fries and pop for, for the next three days. What would be your, your advice to them for, for something like that? 
we never say pop on the East Coast. We call it soda. Oh, I, you guys are soda. And I, <laughs> and I never drink soda, right? So I was with my daughter the other day. Went to a, there's a health food store, and they had this natural root beer. I said, this is really good. So I drank it one day. Then I said, I want to get another day. And I said, that's it. I'm done with it. Because the crap is just no good for you. It's like, I don't know. I think in America, the biggest business is making people sick. And that's very disturbing as a doctor. So I had to, for myself, I had to figure out how to get healthy. And then you could teach this to others. I don't know. It has a, sugar, fat, and salt have an addictive quality. Like it wasn't exist. It didn't exist in the ancient world. So it was very hard to get. Salt was as good as gold. So we have an addiction to it. There was no sugar around either. either. So we have an addiction to that because it gives you energy. And fat gives you the most energy. So that's like the combination, sugar, fat, and salt. You'd find that in a potato chip. That's why nobody could eat just one. Yeah, so absolutely. You have well, to say to yourself, well, what do I want? Do I want to be sick or do I want to be healthy? So I'm 65, right? So I was like, I'm not going to end up in a nursing home. That's it. I'm going to do what I have to. I'll keep working. I'm going to stay healthy. I just, I, you know what? If I was the guy in charge, I always wonder who's in charge of the country. I, I don't know if anybody's in charge. I mean, that was the first thing you do is get everybody healthy. Because if you got everybody healthy, this whole pandemic would have been a very, very bad flu. And that's it. It turned out to be a disaster. It pushed the country over the edge. It really is like a time of war. It's very disturbing to me as a doctor because I see the whole thing as completely preventable. And um, I grew up in a different time. Can I tell a story? Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course. Okay. And oh, this, hold on. Let, this, me the, let me get the music. No, go ahead. This links with all your stuff with outer space crap. So it's Kennedy. <laughs> it's 1962. And he says, he says, we are going to go to the moon. And we're not going to go because it's easy. We're going because it's hard. Right. So this was like, you know, he was like a young guy. They said he was too young, but he had this dream mm -hmm. and it was dream to do something. And it really was to change everything. And it was said by the end of the decade, we'll go, and it actually did happen. So, happened, I mean, yeah, he was a dreamer, but you don't hear that anymore. And there really hasn't been anybody in the White House since then who wanted to change things. So that's the era I grew up in. That's who I believe in. And uh, that's what my job as a doctor is. Now, first off, you got to save yourself and then you got to teach other people. So we are very fortunate. Eddie brought somebody to my office last week or he hooked me up to her. She's a nutritionist. So I sit down and I talk with her. And um, and within I, I asked her a few questions and I understood she's on the same wavelength as me. So, OK, we could work together. So we got hooked up and we're talking and uh, we're producing things like uh, we're going to start producing things that uh, help people. So the first client is going to be Eddie. Oh, oh, <laughs> wait, listen, the guinea pig. This. Yeah, Joe, you got to see wait, this wait. today. I go we to wanted... Walt Disney, but I we... went to Walt Disney last week. Yeah. Oh, for five days. I came back 10 pounds heavier. Yeah, how could you do that? Yeah, I could go that quick. So, uh, Joe, you got to listen to this. So we're doing the show today. We had, we're going to make 10 pizzas and Eddie's going like this. Okay, let's record, but let's get this done. We're only going to do three episodes. This way we could talk and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to film anymore. He wanted to hang out. And you know him, once he starts talking, that's it. You can't get anything done. <laughs> I, I, I never saw anybody that knows so much about everything. And then his son is there. His son, Anthony's there. I said, Anthony, what was it like growing up with him? Because this could not possibly have been a normal childhood. <laughs> As an infant, he's taking up the creature feature. <laughs> oh, like he said, he during the night, he's watching, uh, what was it? Uh, the Son of Frankenstein, or what, what yeah. was it he was watching? So I asked him, I said, do you know anybody else who had a childhood like yours? He says, absolutely nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I could imagine, man. Jeez. Hey, let me tell you something. We had some fun, and, and the thing that was interesting about it is that when we did everything that we needed to do, and, of course, this was the best part. I see Andrew, and he's slicing some hard-boiled eggs. And they were just like done where the center of the egg is still like kind of like a little soft. A four-minute egg, yeah. Yeah, and the out outer part of the egg was, and I'm, I was looking at that. I was salivating, man. And <laughs> I go to him, hey, Doc, listen, now, I know you're cooking and everything, but uh, where do you put those hard-boiled eggs? He goes, what do you want? I'm going to have one or two. I, I couldn't believe it. We're eating all this delicious stuff, and he wants a hard-boiled egg. Do you, remember, do you remember that movie, Angel Heart? It was with uh, Robert De Niro in it. Was in it? No, I I, I don't recall that it one. It was a really horrible movie, but there's a scene where 
uh, Robert De Niro is playing like the devil and he's eating an egg and he's putting salt on it. There's something weird about eggs. I don't know. It's like, it has like some kind of evil spirit to it. Well, uh, Angel Heart. Really I tell you what, I'm, movie. I'm, not a, I'm not an egg person, Doc. About five years, almost five years now, I switched to a, a vegan diet. So everywhere that I go, and I've always probably for the last 12 years or so, you know, I, I don't buy food without going through the whole label, reading the ingredients. Oh, the right. You should. I mean, I, I'm very. What, what's your problem with eggs? What's your problem with eggs? Because you need protein. Well, I, I get, you know, I, I get a, a ton. I actually get more protein now than I did when I. From what source, though? With beans or something? Yeah, a lot from beans, like pea protein. I, I do um, vegan protein shakes, um, stuff like that, you know, from fruits, from my Do you vegetables. buy powders and mix them? Yeah, I, I do some powder sometimes too. You know, I, I like to to mix it up and all that. But you know what? What I found what was really hard for me, and I was able to a, a adjust pretty well, was you know when I go to like say Monster Bash in the hotel. Yeah. Now I go there for breakfast, and the only thing I could eat is fruit because everything's meat right. and dairy based. Right. And, and you know what? And I said, oh man, I'm gonna be hungry. So I, I'd get a fruit bowl, and you know what? That would keep me that would keep me more fueled because I'd have a bowl of fruit, a cup of right. coffee and a glass of water. And I felt more energetic. I felt more full. Yeah, and then, and then in the afternoon I'd have like a little salad and maybe like a side fry. Right. And then in the evening, you know, I'd have maybe Chipotle or something like that. Right. And I, I always felt very energetic. And so I was able to, you know, adapt and overcome to what was there. But I see some people, the stuff that they eat all day. And it's like, oh, it's it, it, I, and I could remember eating like that. And then you're done eating and you're like, you feel just, sick. Yeah. You feel sick. You feel well, very it's lethargic. It's like, if you don't smoke and then, and you, and you start smoking, it's very hard to get used to it. But after a while, your body gets used to the toxic effect. It's the same thing with this, with bad food, processed food, junk food. Your body adapts to it. I mean, you could eat food out of a garbage uh, dumpster, but it's not healthy for you. It's almost and like we, we, we don't recommend that here at House of the Unusual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you guys something because we're talking about all this. And, you know, I got to give like, say, for example, I know William Shagno for whatever. I'm not I don't think he eats the healthiest, but another example, because he's now 90. So he's really kicking the the, the age limit there. Um Let's take a look at one guy that and and the the origination of this guy where he first came in to the movie scene was in the creature from the Black Lagoon where he played I think was the scientist. Here's a guy who and and you know a shout out to Jim and Charlie because I know they can make a comment on this to me. Clint Eastwood is ninety something years old or whatever, and he just did Cry Macho, the latest movie. He's acting in it, and he's also directing it. So my question is, what happens, doctor, when some of these people, which I don't know if they eat the healthiest in their life, they get to this astronomical old age without the proper diet? What do you think makes that happen? Well, you know, some people, everybody has different genetics, you know. Yeah, exactly. Somebody can smoke for 50 years and nothing happens to them. Somebody else smokes a pack a day for five years, starts getting problems, heart disease, stroke, could set off cancer. I mean, people tolerate it at different levels. Um, there's a lot of factors why you get sick, but food is at the top of the list. Uh, what you eat. And the other thing, interesting, the less food you eat, the better off you are. Because in the ancient world, there wasn't a lot of food. So people mm -hmm. were always kind of hungry. They weren't starving, but they were hungry. So right. you're kind of meant to be a little hungry all the time. You're kind of meant to be physically active. You're kind of meant to be able to adapt to cold temperatures. Your body adapt, And you were not like all stressed out because in those days, let's say you're like a caveman or you're an Indian or something. You know how to get food. You have confidence in yourself. People don't have confidence anymore because they got to go to work. Nobody likes what they do. They're getting abused at work. They're not getting paid enough. They're like, it's just like this level of misery where you don't have confidence <laughs> in yourself. You don't have a good ego anymore. So you don't feel in control of your life. A squirrel feels better than you do. I mean, you <laughs> don't see squirrels going to psychiatrists, <laughs> right? Now, Doc, Doc, how much does stress play in uh, the health oh, of a person? It, it's, like, it's like huge. You can't measure it, but I can tell you it has a huge negative toxic effect on you. Mm -hmm. You can't measure it because I just don't think it existed 
the way we have it. It's constant stress. Oh, it's constant. And it doesn't go. It's like taxes. Like, you know, uh, there's this there's a turtle that lives to be 170 years old. It's in some zoo in Australia. They call it Galapagos. How the hell did it be 170 years old? It never went to the doctor. Doesn't take any medication. Like, could you? I think living things are meant to live a long time. But we make ourselves sick. And that's what my whole practice is. I take care of people's medical problems, but try to teach people, well, you did this, you did this, you set this off. And when you see it as a doctor and you know it's preventable, it's like, it's very disturbing because you could have helped somebody. You could have prevented this. And and you just see this all day long. And now I see it with the entire country. It's like, that's my question. It's like, who the hell is in charge? You know, that's kind of why, you know, I really like, doing this podcast and i like you know writing for some magazines because i know that there are some people even if it hits one person and it de-stresses them and it takes them away from their everyday you know worries and all that then i think we've done our our job here and hopefully that that's happening out there absolutely hey guys i tell you this saving the universe here that's right (laughs) i tell you the thing that works for both of us are gluten free. You know what? I lost. Oh, absolutely! I'm a hundred percent. Yeah, and me you know too. <laughs> you know what, Robert? I lost about thirty pounds, man, just by going off the gluten. You know what? And uh, and and uh, this is coming from from a fellow Italian guy. I'm I'm, I'm Italian, and I right. tell you what, I used to eat regular pasta like you wouldn't believe it. About three right. years ago, I was diagnosed with celiac, so it was it was a matter of choice. I I basically had to do it. So my wife and I both went gluten free. Right. I tell you though what, the weight just melted off. I do feel better. Well, I, have lot, I have a lot more energy. I, I had digestive problems my whole life. On and off, I didn't know what it was. So one day I'm standing talking to some guy. He said, "Well, you got to read this book, The Wheat Belly." So I go read it. Um, I tested my blood. I tested my blood. I had gluten sensitivity. I didn't have celiac. So I went off of gluten, and then it's very strange because my digestive system improved radically, and I stopped getting knee pain because I used to ski a lot. I still ski, and whenever I got sick, it would go to my knees. I would get these aching pains. It all stopped. And yeah. I still, and now I run every day. I don't get any aches and pain. Yeah. So I, we would go out to eat and I'd tell my wife, I'd come back and my stomach's killing me. I said, listen to my stomach. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's <laughs> like there's a, there, it's just like all this activity going on down there. It was the goddamn gluten. And yeah, I got to say think... one thing about gluten-free food. Most of it is made with rice and corn and other types of grain that right. really aren't necessarily good for you. Mm-hmm. So really, if you're sensitive to gluten, you got to get off other grains. Gluten is wheat, you know, bread, right. uh, pasta. Um, uh, I, I can't think that I'm half asleep. Eddie had me up all day. As I say, Doc, you better get your energy up if you're going to be, you know, <laughs> videoing with Eddie constantly because you know he's not going to leave you alone. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all day. Joe, have you ever met him? Have you ever spent the day with him? Sometimes I feel like it. <laughs> if you spend the day with him, you will be, you can't imagine all the stuff he does in a day. It's It's probably like like it's I I would say probably like the energy of like a three year old kid. Right. Just go, go, go mentally and physically exhausted. (laughs) And when he's done with all this, he goes to a secret locker and opens it up. He's got all his toys in there. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a one man entertainment. His his life and mine kept intersecting in strange ways. I think we intersected as children and we never even knew it. We (laughs) hang out at the same places. He would come to where I live in New Jersey and we would go to these. And then when I was opening my practice, I went to this store. I was buying some artwork or something to put on the walls. Eddie shows up there. This is 30 years ago. I said, well, what are you doing here? And and then after that, our lives kept intersecting. So hopefully this will turn into some positive thing. Right, Eddie? No, We're going to save the world. Because uh, it keeps intersecting in all the stores. <laughs> it's <laughs> like nonstop. But Joe, if you spend a day with him, you will be completely exhausted. <laughs> I have to really, I would really, Chuck. You know, you know how some of those, you know, you always see like how um, that uh, magician Chris Angel, you know, how he prepares for months, you know, yeah, for yeah. an act. He prepares his mind and body. I, I, I'm kind of thinking that's what I would have to do, you know, <laughs> prepare for months, just mind, body, and soul to to spend the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. well, you know what it is. He has this tremendous imagination, and it's like it's all over the map. It's going to all different places. Yeah, it's just yeah. Sometimes kind of like the off. energy. Ener- what is it? The Energizer money. It's just like yeah. nonstop. <laughs> But you know what? That's good because they, you know, there's there's a lot of studies out there that that say, and sadly, that 
you know, kids lose that imagination, you know, once they enter adulthood because they're so worried about the stresses of life and work and all that, that they lose their imagination. So it's nice to see that there's still some people out there like all of us here and, you know, all of our other guests that still have that little spark in them. Yeah, I think we're all all kids at heart, man. What you're saying is 100% true, because if you don't maintain that, I think you lose your creativity. Because then you go to work at some job that's very like, um, it's not inspiring. And the problem is when you work somewhere, you work for somebody else, and there's always a glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. So you never reach your real capacity. You're right. So like Eddie is reaching for the stars all the time. Constantly he's out in the, you know, out in the universe there. He's constantly <laughs> reaching for something. So the other day I told him, and I told him this day, I said, Eddie, you already have everything in the world. You got a nice family. They love you. They respect you. You're the king. There is nothing else out there. You go on to outer space, it's all dead. Everything <laughs> you need is right here. I'm sure he could find to, to sell mail order items to Martians on Mars. Oh, yeah. Mail order from Mars. Let me tell you something. I well, do you I'm think wrong. if aliens come, they're going to contact him first? Yes. Why they're they're going to want the seven-foot ghost, and they might even have the robot monster plans. Yeah. Well, actually, well, listen to this. The day I the Earth across, stood still. No, I came across, and I know, Dr. Boyaji, I know you know what I'm talking about, and I know you, Chuck, as well. You remember the Frontier cabin they used to sell for a dollar? Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be, it fits like three kits inside. Yep, yep. You remember that, Doctor? It was a cardboard thing. No, it wasn't a cardboard. It was a plastic thing you draped over a card table that looked like a Frontier cabin. Oh, oh, okay, okay. They used to sell it uh, on 42nd Street. I think it was the address in New York. Say, well, anyway, I have one. I know I have one from way back when I was a kid. Right. I went crazy the other day trying to, you know, see if I can find it because... I'm just kind of curious to see who made it and, you know, how big it was. Because I haven't seen it in who knows how many years. But uh, It's yeah, in your was... locker somewhere. It's in your uh, storage unit. <laughs> it, it's, it's in somewhere. But, uh, you know, later this afternoon, before I was getting ready, I was laying out some new carpet on my floor here. Yeah. And uh, organizing because I'm setting up the entire area here with uh, new items that I, uh, you know, uncovered from the vaults. Yeah. And, um you know, it's 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 always fun because let's be honest, how many people out there are still, you know, reminded of the stuff we grew up with and how many people are actually selling that original stuff better? Can yeah. even see what it looks like? How many of us are going back in time and go, hey, you know? But you know what? The imagination is the imagination. And I got to tell you, I have a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, yeah. let me ask you something. Is it that you're connecting with your childhood when you were happy? Is that what this is all about? I think what I like here is what, what turns me on to this. You've when, never when been you... to a psychiatrist, have you? No. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I was trying to ask my mom to because I wanted him to teach me how to hypnotize people. That was so funny. <laughs> that was the only reason. <laughs> the only reason, and that was because I saw the ads and comic book for hypnotists, and I wanted to become a hypnotist. One of the things I'm going to tell you is, and it doesn't matter, what really turned me on to this is the fact that when you ordered, when you looked at an ad, and you imagined in your mind what the ad uh, was, or you, you designed the product. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. In your mind, there was nothing more exciting than mailing away for that product. Yeah. And you kept waiting, no matter how long you wait. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was, you know, four to six weeks. Sometimes you'd be eight weeks waiting. But the expectation, the right. excitement to get the product. And I know a lot of people got the product. And, you know, some people put on the internet that they were disillusioned, that they weren't happy. But here's the thing with me, though. Even though I got a product that 90% of the time was not expected, I was so excited getting that product that when I went to sleep, I used to keep it like next to me in my nightstand without opening because I knew the product that was in there. And this was the Seven Foot Ghost was one of most, probably the most exciting product I ever got. Um, and that's why I still have it today. Um, it was just phenomenal. I had a friend that this kid was my age, but whatever he said, he would look at an ad and tell me, oh, this, I mean, what the heck did he know what the hell he was talking about? But, you know, as a, as a fourth, I mean, seven-year-old kid, I believe whatever he said. <laughs> and he just blew my imagination to the next level. But I've yeah. got to tell you one thing. 
I say this, and this is something that's very important. I won't die without living a life. And yeah. to live a life, you have to look at your inner self, look at your, you know, what makes you tick, what's exciting, and go out there and do it. That's like you right, said, I Doc, you, you're in a job and the job sucks. You grow, you know, you have this thing that you never reach. But when you're out there on your own, you can reach. And, and that's yeah. why, and, and, you know, with you guys together, like I said to Chuck, Chuck, House of the Unusual has to be a magic shop, a novelty shop, a place where people come and enjoy their childhood, Absolutely. a medical shop where you can get tips on staying healthy. It's a family. That's and right. that's what I've been trying to do. We're, we're starting our own country here. <laughs> we're going to have everybody. Oh, I think we need to start a new country. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, but here's what I was going to say. And if we're going to go start back to science points. fiction for a minute or get off of health and go back to science yeah. fiction. Yeah, you know what? Before we get on to science fiction, we're going to stop off on horror real quick because uh -oh. I got this week's Christmas uh -oh. classic movie for everyone. Yeah. So this week's is Night of Terror from 1933. So this one is definitely, this is probably one of my, my favorite movies out there. I, I've seen it tons of times and it was really hard to try to find the dvd which i was able to finally purchase it about two years ago so the night of terror was released by columbia pictures on april 24th 1933 and is a pre-code horror film starring bela lugosi sally blaine wallace ford and tolly marshall it was directed by benjamin stoloff produced by brian foy and written by Beatrix van william jacobs and Lester Nielsen from a story entitled The Public Be Damned by Willard Mack. The film has a runtime of one hour and five minutes. And a little synopsis of it, because I don't want to give too much of it away, because this is one of those stories that it ends with a really surprising twist. So real briefly, the heirs to a family fortune are required to attend the seance at the spooky old family mansion. However, throughout the night, members of the family are being killed off one by one. And like I said, this one has an ending that is absolutely fantastic. And just when you think the movie ends, there's another surprise that you have to, to stay for. And it is, it's absolutely spooky. It's, you know, these pre-code movies are absolutely fantastic. There's, you know, once the Hayes Code hit in 1934, I believe it was July 1st, you know, a lot of the, the horror stuff kind of really, you know, died down a little bit and got really mundane. But this one really amps it up. There's some great secret passages in it, which I always, you know, gravitate towards. Uh, there's a nice, you know, spooky mansion. And this is an all-around fantastic movie. So if you haven't seen Night of Terror or you haven't seen it in a while, revisit it this week from 1933. It's a pre-code horror movie. Check it out. Go over to houseoftheunusual.com. Let us know what you think in the movie there. And then next week, I'll be doing a quick video review on the movie. So have any of you guys seen this one yet? No, no that sounds interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, man, this is – I'm going to tell you what, man. The the ending – the ending is – the whole movie's fantastic. It, it is it is a great ride. But the ending, there's, there's two – there's the ending, and then there's an ending after the ending, which is it's going to blow your mind, man. I, I'm, I'm telling gonna, you what, I'm you know, that out. Joe, this is great. Joe, I thought you were talking about the you were going to say the terror from Boris Karloff. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember that one. But this one is this one's a lot better. This is like I said, this is one of my favorite movies, and I seen it a few years. You know what? How I stumbled across this is I seen it maybe about eight years ago at Monster Bash. And I said, man, this is fantastic. And I was trying to find the DVD there. Nobody had it because they either sold were sold out of it or didn't have it. Couldn't find a good copy of it anywhere. Finally, I was able to come across it. And I, I've probably watched it a hundred times. It is it, it is great, man. You guys will love it. So how long a movie is it? What's that? How long a movie, long is, movie it? is it? Uh hour and five minutes. It goes by out. goes by real quick, and it is it's it's a ride from beginning hey. to end, and hey, you you you'll see too. So if you're you're familiar with, you know, like the the pre code horror and then the the post code horror, you'll you'll definitely see a difference mm. in here because it is is a much more uh, gruesome and darker movie than those after 1934. You, you mentioned you Wallace Ford. Uh, uh, was was he on Freaks? Was he on Freaks? 
Ooh, I, I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. I well, think he might have been one of the actors on there. I'm not sure. Hey, hey Chuck, I got to tell you, man, as a magician, you always got that echo. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's spooky. Hey, I'm scared over here. <laughs> hey, uh, Doc, I got, I got a question for you, Doc. Yeah. You watched all those horror films and stuff, and, and I know sci-fi, and I know we spoke about Star Trek a few, actually prior to this show. Uh, what do you think is, in your opinion, the, the better of the sci-fi or horror films of the 1950s? What was Which that one I called you the other night I was watching? What was that? Uh, I think that was The Son of Frankenstein. No, 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 no. It was something, some woman, she's in an amusement park. It was all black and white. Carnival of Souls. Oh, And these people are coming out of the water. Carnival of Souls. Oh, man. I love that. I love that movie. That is a great movie. And then, and then how... House on Haunted Hill was on the other night. With oh, that, that's a I, I just watched that the other night, Robert. I was just telling Eddie about that. Oh man, that brings back great memory. ones, man. Well, I don't know. We saw that when we were kids. It would yeah. it, like we're in the summertime. It would be rain, so your parents say you can go to the movie. And believe it or not, it was like thirty cents to go to the movie, <laughs> and it was a double feature. I think it was the House of Haunted Hill and something about something the Wax Man or something. The, the House, House of, of Wax, probably by Vincent Price. I I think he was in both movies, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so hey, Doc, Doc, I have to ask you, what did you think of Carnival of Souls? You, you know, I kept getting calls. I'm, I'm on call every night, so I kept interrupting, and finally, I hung up. And of course, Eddie called me six times. So I'm asking, <laughs> what is this movie? Oh, he called me like five times a day. Eddie, I'm busy. I'm in a room with a patient. I give me a break. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so did, did very, you get to finish the movie? Strange. That was a very I never got scene. to see the movie, but then these uh, people were coming out of the water with like if you watch that movie now, like when you watch it as a kid, you got scared. If you watch it now, do you look at it as like ridiculous or what am I scared about? Like one is on the house on Haunted Hill. It's like lightning outside, it's rainy, and you're sitting there and say, Okay, this is a complete setup. What's gonna happen next? <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I still love the movies, and even going back to Carnival of Souls, I know me and Chuck have talked about this before, is that it's a it's a fantastic movie and, and the ending is there's a nice twist at the ending that really makes you think about the whole movie. Am I right, Chuck? What Absolutely. do you think? It's a very bizarre, very bizarre ending. But you know what? I, I just watched The the, uh, the House on a Haunted Hill. You know what? I saw it about 20 years ago, and my wife and I just watched it last week. And parts of it, man, were almost almost funny. It was, like, hilarious. I love yes, the, yes. I love yeah, the caretaker. I like the caretaker's she was a corpse and she would and and uh she, you know she, she'd come out with her hands up and her teeth hanging out oh man yeah but i i just thought chuck that it reminds me of grandmama from the adams family it did, it did. <laughs> but it was hey, a but it was a classic it was a classic let me tell you something about the house on haunted hill vincent price growing up you know he was so so okay whatever when i realized and i came to my love of the genre i realized that vincent price was probably the best uh, for his looks and everything that played any monster part. Oh yeah. And and so his movies are phenomenal. But I'm gonna tell you something and, and this I know you guys probably watched the Master of the World, which was a phenomenal that's when Vincent Price is up in a in a blimp and he's like, you know, flying over the thing and he's like taking the world. Uh, it's called Master of the World Phenomenal. That was a great film. movie. Is that a Charles it was a um uh, the the guy name? from uh, Charles Heston. Jules Verne was that a Jules Verne? Yeah, movie? Jules Verne and Charles. Uh, this was a great movie. It was black and white. It was a color movie from the sixties. That is correct. And he's up in the blimp. And yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah. And, and that was that's one of my favorite movies called Master of the World. That was great. that was kind of like the Nautilus. It was the opposite of the, uh -huh. kind of the Nautilus. Exactly. It was under the... Exactly. But I tell you one thing: with the house in Haunted Hill, yeah, I, I saw copies. 11 copies of that film well there was something very Oliver, distinctive his voice vincent price's voice and he was a uh, tall guy too yeah and then the mustache he looked a little sinister <laughs> uh, yeah but the, another phenomenal film is the bat and this is funny because jim my you know jim uh from the hospital uh i showed him that i had a french version of the a poster which is uh, 57 by 63. Right, right. I wound up find, paying $500 for this poster, which is yeah. now selling for like 3000 bucks. right? I said, man, there's a green poster I've seen of The Bat, which is prior to The House on Haunted Hill. And I was like, man, I wish I had it. And Jim goes, Eddie, you have it. I go, what do you mean I have it? 
And he reminded me, I've been going crazy looking for it. Uh, I like to get both of those linen back because you know what? Those two posters are phenomenal. And yeah, Master of the World is an awesome. I know, Joe, you like the Mad Magician. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot of you guys know, I mean, you should know this, but Chuck and me have been talking about getting Carl uh, Monroe on our show that in a future be cool. podcast because she's the one that played <clears throat> Victoria oh. in the Dr. Fives. The alias Dr. Dr. Fives. Fives. I'm a huge fan of the Dr. Fives uh, movies. Oh, See, my goodness. Did you watch those, Doctor? I don't know. Which, which one is that? That's the one when Vincent Price has an old screwed up uh, face that he was burnt, apparently. <laughs> and then he goes, Victoria, they, or they killed his wife or something. He's trying to keep her alive. He's like, Victoria, they will pay. Yeah, he wanted he wanted revenge. He wanted revenge to all the all the surgeons that uh, that failed uh, because she died on the operating table. That was made nineteen seventy, and I saw it when I was a kid at the drive, and it scared the hell out of me. There's two parts to it. Yeah, there, yeah, there's one and two. Yep. And then and then the, he also did a lot of the Edgar Allan Poe's, The Fall of the House of Usher, which Usher. is a really phenomenal yeah. film. I think Vincent Price, in my opinion, plays the different roles. And he does it very well, including, remember when he came in as a vampire in F Troop, that Corporal Aegon was really scared of him? That's another part of Vincent Price that was hilarious. You don't remember? Any of you guys remember that? No, I don't remember that. The Hakawi Indians. Yeah, the Hakawis. But you know, but he came to visit. And when he came, he came from Transylvania. And, and Corporal Aegon was scared because they thought he was a vampire. They were unbelievable, the Hakawis. And, uh... Oh, they were hilarious. Corporal the, Agard, and what was his sergeant's name? What was his name? Larry Storch. In fact, uh, Larry Storch, I have his number. He's a pretty good old person. I mean, he's still I, around. Yeah, he's still around. He's pretty up in age, though. He's almost 90. Um, he doesn't make any appearances, I don't think, anymore. But I spoke to him not too long ago, uh, actually, about a year ago, actually. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, I came home today. I was exhausted after being with Eddie all day. <laughs> so. I, I just sat down and I just had a little bit of a beer. And what comes on? The Munsters. I said, I have to watch this. There you go. And it was one where Herman Munster is trying to get a job. And he goes to a Chinese laundry. And the guy's showing him how to do the laundry. I don't remember the rest of it. But there was a big difference between the Munsters and the Adams because the Adams family was wealthy, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they were very wealthy. Yeah. Yeah, right. And the monsters were they didn't have any money because Herman Munster was looking for a job. Now, now here's the job in a Chinese laundry was too much. Now here's the big question to, to start a fight is uh which which one's the better series, the monsters or the Adams family? I, I prefer the Adams family. I always like them. Chuck, you know, what do you think? You know what? I guess it's a matter of opinion, but you know what? Personally, I always like the monsters. I don't know why. The okay, what about you, Eddie? Uh, here's the story behind that. The uh oh, yeah, that we're the, just looking no, for an monsters, answer, not a story. <laughs> no, no, the monsters were always my favorite because the Adam family was kind of not as funny, a little laid back. But I think the monsters in, in many polls outdid the Adams family. Really? Well, yeah. I had a thing for Morticia. She was really hot. And I oh, love yeah, when Uncle Fester put the light bulb in his uh, mouth. I thought that was unbelievable. That was iconic. I love and that. then Cousin It. I mean, Cousin It. <laughs> Hey, oh, about, yeah, thing, about thing, <laughs> thing, the hand. Thing, of course, yeah. Um, I, I, I always liked when Lurch, when when somebody would come Lurch, in the house and Lurch would, when he would grab the hat off their head and they'd look <laughs> around like, where the heck the hat go? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, thing both... that was funny with Cousin Ed is when he would start eating something and they, he just ate it. You didn't see a face, a mouth, <laughs> or anything. You, you know, I, you know. I think I Herman Munster was kind of a jolly monster. He was very unusual. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. in black and white, though, right? Was there? Yeah, ever, they, were, was they, a... they purposely did it in black and white. The pilot was in color, but it didn't. I, I, I don't. They decided to do it black and white. Unless he was green, wasn't he? He yes, was green. Yes. That's right. They, they would have made movies. it. I no, think they, they made a few made... movies later on, and they were full color. Remember, Monsters Come Home and a couple other movies. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. But if you can't, that's a series that if it would not have been in black and white, would have been messed up. So they but were I'm... competing those two shows. No, yeah, they were competing same time. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you something, though. When you're talking about all this and, and mortation stuff, uh, if you guys, I don't know if you guys are aware that Dave Harvestad actually owns the rights to the Uncle Fester light bulb. Oh, and cool. he purchased that from uh, the original, you know, the people that owned the Adams. So he bought that for life. And 
he told me because if I don't know if you guys are aware, but a new movie came out, a cartoon movie of the Adams family. I actually stayed up the other night till five in the morning watching it. Oh. It's really good. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It just came out a few weeks ago. And and Dave goes to me, Eddie, I'm selling like two light bulbs an hour. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he was going crazy with the light bulbs. I, but, I, re- I remember when that, what was his name? Uh, Gomez, he would go in the ticker tape machine. He was always making tons of money on the stocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's oh, he said, I'll write you a check. How much you want? One million? Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. I and think then it was Wednesday, the daughter, and the son is Pugsley. Pugsley, yeah, Pugsley. Pugsley, yeah. But a lot of you guys don't. Let's see some trivia to see if you guys know. The very first kid ever on television was Uncle Fester. He appeared as the kid with Charles Chaplin. He's the oh, little kid there. Right. And Uncle Fester was also the first kid that his parents ripped up all his money. That's so he right. Kept, you know, broke. So they came out with that law protecting right. kids after that. So Uncle Fester, that uh, grandmama, the one that played, right. I forgot her name, but she was a very famous actress. Mm-hmm. Just like Yvonne DiCarlo. Yvonne DiCarlo was such a, a, a famous actress yeah. that most of the cast members were afraid of working with her because she was a well known actress. Right. And, you know, Herman and all these people worried. Well, Morticia still looked better than all of them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what was her name? Carolyn Jones? Carolyn Carol, Jones. Oh, yeah, she died. Uh, poor lady poor, died uh, in her 50s. But you know something? There's been uh, or Morticia. It was uh, the from uh, Ed Wood from Plan 9. Was it Planet 9? Yeah. The girl, Vampira. So if you notice, Vampira, Morticia, Lily Monster. Now, Lily Monster originally, if you guys read anything about the monsters, was going to look like Morticia. But I guess they were afraid of getting sued. And I think they didn't, they changed her around a little. But they kind of had, so, you know, even Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, I think they all kept persona. And yes, I had the hospital Morticia too when I was young. Oh, uh, there's one you're leaving <laughs> out here was I Dream a Genie. Oh, oh forget yeah. her. She was the best. I think they were trying, these were sexual implications, trying to turn on little kids watching this stuff. I mean, they were really hot. Yeah, she was. She oh, was. no, I dream of Jeannie's the hottest. I, listen, yeah. I, when I met her in person, man, I was just looking at her, and, and this woman is such a phenomenal person. When I met her, her son had actually committed suicide a couple of months prior, uh, and she was so nice that I said to her, do you mind if I film you? And she's like, no, it's fine. And I said to her, Jeannie, and, and I go, I'm sorry. She goes, oh, my name is Barbara Jean. But she let me stand in front of her about two feet away. And I was literally filming her for like 25 minutes. And she was so fine with that. Well, she had that hot outfit on. And then oh she'd do anything. God. She would do anything to please her master. It was unbelievable. So you're like a little <laughs> I'm kid. You, that, this is perfect. She's beautiful. She's hot. She'll do anything <laughs> I tell her. Oh, my God. The thing, the I'm in love, so and then for the rest of your life, you'll be disappointed because you're not trying to No, I could understand one thing though. Why did she marry that guy, Michael? He wasn't the greatest looking dude, man. You know. Oh. Well, did she marry? Wait, did she marry the astronaut eventually? Uh, what's his name? Uh, in Larry the, Hagen. Did she ever Larry, marry him in the, Larry in the Hagen, show? Yeah. Larry Hagen, no, I no, think he, I, I think toward the end maybe they got married, didn't they? Toward the last no, season. they were supposed to, but I think something happened. They never did. I mean, I got the whole series. Yeah, uh, they were they were scheduled. I think what happened was that she would marry him, she would lose her powers. Oh, that's so it. Wait a minute, did she have an evil sister with black hair? Yeah, that was actually her playing both parts. Yes. Oh, okay. And that was oh, that, that was kind of like in the um, Adams mm-hmm. family when. Um, uh, Morticia's sister would visit. She was—I can't remember her name. She was a blonde girl, but uh, Carolyn Jones played the sister as well. And then same as Bewitched. Remember Elizabeth Montgomery? Oh my God, she was hot too. Yeah. yeah she, you you know what's a... crazy though? If huh. you guys watch the bag with Vincent Price, Agnes Moorhead, the one that plays the mom. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was she was pretty hot, man. Oh no 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 she wasn't. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard to believe. No, she wasn't hot. She <laughs> was in this weird movie with Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, where Humphrey Bogart's a uh, he he's a, like a gangster and he gets his face plastic surgery on his I face that. i remember that and she she rats him out she rats yeah. him out to the cops and there was some guy who was a really creepy guy who does the plastic surgery and while he's doing the surgery he's smoking a cigarette it was unbelievable <laughs> do you remember you this movie what? chuck did I you do, ever I see do it? remember i do remember that 
because it's I a think, Humphrey Bogart movie. It was unbelievable. No, but yeah. I think Agnes Moorhead, what I'm saying, I, I'm not trying to say she was like super hot, but I think she looked a little bit like Sophia Loren or Elizabeth Taylor when she was very young. There's mm. no way. Elizabeth Taylor the, was unbelievable when she was young. <laughs> well, she what just about, was beautiful. Uh, wait, wait. What about the famous one? The comic books were loaded with her. Um, uh, the they did the one million BC. Raquel, oh, Raquel Welch. Welch. Oh, yeah. that was you know, something different. She was like a phenomenon. No, well, yeah. well, here's one thing. Here's one thing, guys. I'm a I'm a big toe guy. Okay. And I'm looking oh, at she, all this Welch. weird stuff is coming out about Eddie. No, 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 a no, big no, no, toe no. guy. That's that's yeah, I, I like, I like very nice bad. Feet. I, I like hope his wife's not women. listening. What, what is that? <laughs> no, no. But what I wanted to say is Raquel Welch. Okay. Yeah. Always pretty, very sexy. I'm looking at her because uh, I was watching some old uh, where she's uh, singing the song. This boot. That's Nancy Sinatra. You get no, 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 Nancy, no, no. But also Raquel Welch also uh, sang it. You can actually find it. She was in One Million BC. She's walking around with a bikini with uh, a furry bikini. And Eddie's worried about her toe. This is this is getting weird here. I don't know. And she was in Fantastic Voyage, wasn't she? She we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning, 18 and older for this episode. Yeah, this is, this is, this is well, no, no, you had to see something. They were they were really focusing on teenage boys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because he's who was the who was the cousin in um in the Munster? What was her name? Marilyn? Oh yeah, Marilyn. Look at that. That's well, she was another one. Yeah. There, there was actually there was actually two Marilyns, Beverly Owens and Pat Priest. I believe uh, well, Pat, I believe Beverly Beverly Owens just passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, on a Forbidden Planet, it was Honey West was on there. What was her name? She was really hot, the daughter uh, on Forbidden Planet. Oh, I can't remember her name. I know you're talking about uh, Leslie yeah. Nielsen was yeah, the yeah, captain. Yeah. Uh, I can't well, remember. Listen, right, right, right. What I what happened it, with the monsters, though, the one that played Marilyn in the beginning, she quit because she was married or something, so she didn't want her life to be... What did she, want? she quit acting. Right. Pat Priest, the reason Pat Priest has... Uh, even today, Pat Priest is not... You know, she's... She could be an interesting person, you know. I actually had like a, like a little in that I I personally don't like as I used to. But Pat Priest, her mom was the Secretary of Treasury for the United States under Kennedy. Oh my God! Yeah, so that's why she kind of. It's just like a lot of people don't know the guy who um, the monkeys like hey hey with the monkeys the guy yeah. with the little cap that he always wore the cap his mom is the one that invented White House. Oh, that was Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was a wealthy guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of times that's why when you see conventions, the monkeys, all the guys would be there except him. And then I did get to see all four of them in Chiller one time. Wait, two of them but, passed away, didn't they? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, two of them just recently passed away. That is correct. But the one thing I'm going to tell you, though, that the thing that with Pat Priest that got me, is that Pat Priest goes to a convention, and then she's not happy if you take her photograph. <laughs> you're paying. Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> I had a guy, you know, it was actually, it was funny. It was me and Jim were standing in line, and I had kind of like an in with her, and I find this photo, and the way I felt like ripping it, I told her, 10% of what the way I like, because The Monsters is one of my favorite shows. Yeah, right. So I was kind of disappointed with that because, I mean, some actors are out there and, you know, they have a big following with people. People like them. Yeah. And you would think they'd be better people. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You know Especially, what? Well, I don't know. Well, hey, guys, I'm going to have to butt in here because we are coming down to the bottom of the podcast here. So we're going to have to wrap things up. I know we got a little bit of weird at the end, but, hey, that's. Wait a minute! We didn't get to talk about Star Trek. You know, we, yeah. Well, we got to talk about big toes and all that. Yeah, so. My big toe here. I don't know. <laughs> so hey, let's 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 this wrap is gonna this be up your biggest real... show ever. Yeah. Re- so let's wrap this up real quick. So I want to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers out there. Uh, tune in every week. Uh, the podcast comes out on Thursday mornings, real early, a little bit after midnight. Also, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channels and like our videos. And don't forget to uh, visit us on houseoftheunusual.com. We have that great forum site there. Uh, We have a blog there. There's always some new stuff popping up. So, hey, jump on there and start talking with us. And if you want to be a part of our podcast and you got something to say, drop us a line and let us know, and we will get you on. 
uh, as soon as we can because we are doing this weekly and we love what we do. So, again, we want to thank uh, Chuck and uh, Dr. Roberto for joining well, us. And one thing thank I you. Be quick, uh, Joe, let me just. No big say. toes. Next week, no, next week we're going to have Mike, Mike, Mike right before Halloween, and we'll probably bring back the doctor there so we can talk about Star Trek. All right, and we're going to have, that's going to be our Halloween issue next week, so we are going to talk about sci-fi and horror, and we're going to talk about some monster, uh, uh, well, actually, not monster, but more of Halloween memories of past, so we got 10 seconds here, so I want to say thank you to everybody out there. Thanks for joining us, and I will... See you next time. Good night. Thanks, guys. God bless. Good night. God bless, guys.